and welcome back to another week of Behind the Lens. I'm Debbie Elias, and you can find me moderating, as I did this weekend, some fabulous Q&As with some fabulous directors, uh, multiple print and online publications, but every Monday you can find me right here on AdrenalineRadio.com at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And today, I know, a lot of you are already sick of hearing about today's show. I'm very excited because my <clears throat> one of my guilty pleasure TV shows is The Last Ship. Last night was the season three finale. And today, joining us uh, in just a few minutes uh, beca- from whatever set he is shooting on today, as a matter of fact, we've been juggling times, Al Coronel, also known as Manuel Castillo deposed and now incarcerated leader, uh, regional leader from the last ship. So Al will be with us shortly. At 11.30 today, we have some fabulous BFFs here talking about BFF the movie. Again, uh, Andrea uh, Grasso and Tara Carcian are going to be back with us. They were with us in June when the film was first circulating. Now it's available wide for many people on digital and home and so they'll be here at 11:30 talking about that but we'll have al in just a few minutes in the meantime my partner in crime is here hello brian hello debbie i'm gonna let you catch your breath because i'm gonna pull back the curtain here on the program we we were uh, chit-chatting debbie and i were as we're one to do about star wars and movies and she had to run into the the host chair and i I don't know how you did it. Honestly, you guys, she was she was she was going going going, and boom, she's like, "Welcome to Behind the Lens." And I was like, "Nope." If that was me, I'd be like, oh, "Behind the Lens." With- well, I forgot that I hadn't turned the cameras on. Either we turn them on too early, and then we get into trouble for saying something maybe we shouldn't say. So then I need Brian to go in and delete things afterwards on the video, or. We wait until the very last minute because we're chatting about everything that's been happening. Oh yeah, Debbie and I are just chatterboxes. What well, you well, you don't get. It's it's fun. It, it's fun having Debbie in here. And uh, here, I'll let her catch her breath. If you want to listen to the program, you know, if you're listening live, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, the program is available on iTunes, so you can download it. Please subscribe, rate, give her a comment, as well as YouTube. It's available on YouTube, everyone. The video. We have the video package where you can see the entire set laid out. She does a great job, and actually, she puts a lot of time and effort into it. So. Um, every week she changes something. She does something differently every week, and she gets. I try. She gets really excited by it, and I hope you guys all notice <laughs> the, the effort that she puts into it. And then here on AdrenalineRadio.com, she's here Monday every uh, eleven to twelve p.m. And the show is also archived on the Adrenaline site. Yeah. And this afternoon, every Monday afternoon or evening, you can find the show on my website, MovieSharkDeblore.com. And you know, and we love to hear from you. You can also. Follow Behind the Lens on Twitter, BTL Radio Show on Twitter. Uh, We're also on Facebook, Behind the Lens. And you can even email us. Of course, I can't always remember the email. I think it's btlradio at prodigy.net, but I'm not sure. I have to check on that myself. I don't often email myself. Um, But anyway, we're very glad you're tuning in today um, because these are the guests today. These are some of my most favorite people. And, you know, it's, and I can't wait for Al to call because he's been taunting me for a couple weeks now. He has a surprise for me today. I don't know what that surprise is. And I don't know if I like surprises. 
but uh, I guess we're going to find out shortly. And something tells me, I see the red light blinking. So is this who we think it is, Brian? (laughs) I think it is who we think it is. Brian's talking. Brian's talking. He's not telling me. He's not telling me. Is it Al? Oh, so we're starting off the show on a good foot today. I am so lucky to have the fabulous Al Kernel with us live. <laughs> good morning. Hi, Al. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am so thrilled to have you live on the show. It just wasn't the same playing clips of our of our prior interview. <laughs> Well, I, I did promise you a little surprise, and I do have a surprise. Uh, I have someone joining us on this call. You and do? Someone, yes, I do. And his name is Emerson Brooks, <gasps> and is Captain Mylan on the oh show. Oh, my so God. He's on the line with us. Hi, Emerson. Hello. Oh, my God. How are you? Oh, this is a fabulous surprise. Oh, <laughs> welcome to Behind the Lens, Emerson. Oh my. Thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, my gosh. This is a treat. Did not know that this was Al. You're bad. I'm going to get even with you for this. <laughs> well, I, 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 I wanted to keep it a surprise, but I, didn't, I, I gave you a little heads up that I would be bringing someone with me. But, uh, so, yeah, there you go. Well, I, and I knew it wasn't the man from Down Under because he's sleeping right now. Yes, yes. Uh, Brent is probably dead asleep, I'm sure. <laughs> well, welcome, guys. This is, you know, as Al knows, I didn't get to watch the Pacific. I didn't get to watch the, when the show aired live last night. I was moderating Q&A at the WGA, but I got to see it on the Encore presentation. And I also listened and watched on Twitch to the massive cast twitter that was going on. Um, neither one of you were there, were you? I didn't see. No, it. no. They, yeah, Stephen King had most of the cast uh, present for a live tweet at a at a gathering in Santa Monica. We weren't there for that, unfortunately. Well, all- yeah, I was uh, actually out of town um, during all that, so I, I wasn't able to participate as well. Well, I have to say, watching the live tweet and just watching with the camera on the cast as they're watching the show. Because last night's episode was just a nail-biter. Talk about a season finale. Yeah, it was... This is Emerson here. Um, I was really impressed with uh, the way it turned out, especially the... I don't know how to, how to describe it, but very emotional, powerful ending with, uh, with Chandler. Um, that, was, that was great. That was great. They did a great job. I, I mean, I had chills. I was tearing up. It was just fabulous. And I'm very happy to see, and I was very happy to hear that Manuel Castillo was very forthcoming with information on the other regional leaders. <laughs> I know. I, I, there were a few tweets there where I was being called a snitch. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> man. This guy <laughs> this guy rolls over faster than a happy puppy. Come on. <laughs> well, hey, you don't know what kind of torture techniques. You know, there could have been some waterboarding, maybe some cattle prodding. You never know. Yeah, that's Hopefully true. cattle prodding. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, and we saw your character, Emerson. We saw him go through a transformation as well. In there the was a, in the an show. excellent um, transformation or, or transition that they offered me. You know, it, it, it started off with 
this guy who comes in and, and sees these guys doing business in a way he doesn't understand because, you know, there's this huge story that, that everybody on the Nathan James has, has been through and, and a particular goal that they're trying to achieve when it comes to fighting ping and stuff like that. And he's not privy to it. And so when orders come down for him to arrest Chandler, he has no reason not to believe it. Mm-hmm. And then once all that washes out, the decision has to be made. Do I get on board with them? Or do I continue to fight against them? And uh, I think Malin made the right choice. I think so, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just handled so well. And, Al, you, having spent eight years in the Marines and, and now a former Marine, I know we've talked about the authenticity of the show yeah. and situations like like what Malin had to deal with. Is that something that, imp- oh. that consistently impresses you, impressed you about this show, especially oh, this certainly. season? Certainly. It, for me, from the very first day that I was on set, I knew that, that it was going to be a different experience and, and there was going to be an authenticity to the way that they were portraying the military because there were actual military liaisons on set with the actors, which I thought was... I, th- I think any show that portrays the military should have that kind of benefit of having you know, actual liaisons in there making sure that the the T's are crossed and the I's are all dotted. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely, they do a fantastic job with that. I'm actually a uh, military veteran as well. I, I was in the army, and um, to see the the I guess the the research in the background that writers like Ira Parker and Kate Swain and and Jorge and and Anna Lee Hunter and and Jill Blankenship and of course Stephen Kane like put in to making the episodes authentic is super impressive. I mean, it just, you know, it just blows my mind. I mean, I've known military men my entire life. And I think I'd mentioned to Al before that my grand, my, my one grandfather ran the brig in Fort Benning. Um, so th- there's a, a method in, uh, uh, yes, a method in a madness. <laughs> I'm glad I never ended up there. <laughs> exactly. I was about to say the same thing. I'm glad yeah. I, I spent some time in Fort Benning and, uh, and on our days off, we had a few pictures of beer. You never know. It could have gone, could have gone, could have gone, gone bad. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. My dad was stationed at Fort Benning as well in the Sig C unit, uh, mm-hmm. back in the 1950s. So, okay. uh, so right. yeah, so. I, military is something I gravitate towards and I understand, and I always appreciate it when you see it in a show like this, but I've never seen a show this impeccably done. You know, something interesting, guys, this finale aired last night on September 11th. As former military on September 11th and the message that this show consistently brings, and especially last night, what are your thoughts on that? Now, uh, well, for me, you know, I, I, as with I'm sure everybody can recall where they were the moment that those planes hit those towers. I mean, I remember it vividly, and I was about to head to the airport to catch a flight to to Paris via New York uh, when we received the call of what was happening in New York, and and for me, it was just such a spear through the heart because. I, I'm, I'm a, you know, I may be of Latin descent, but I bleed, you know, red, white, and blue through and through. Uh, and having spent that time in the military, I, I was on the verge of, you know, almost re-enlisting when that occurred. 
So I, I, I have a great sense of patriotism, and and uh, and I certainly felt it uh, interesting that that um, the episode was being aired on September 11. So many things occurred during this season, you know, with the delay of, of the season premiere with with the tragedy that happened in Orlando, mm-hmm. um, and now you know the the fact that it ended up the finale ended up airing on September 11th. I just felt was was there was some irony to that. Uh, and, and good irony. Um, I agree. I, I, I really appreciate that the producers took a moment to um, give up some of their very precious screen time to uh, do a little uh, moment of silence and, and tribute to the um, those who lost their lives on September 11th. Mm-hmm. I myself was an engineer for Lockheed Martin at the time on working for the FAA. Uh, so wow. I was actually in an FAA facility that went on lockdown during September 11th. So, yeah, everybody remembers that day, and I'm glad they took a moment to, uh, to acknowledge it. Yeah, and something a lot of people don't know about the show is that the show recently received the American Civil Service Award, the highest naval award for mm-hmm. civilians that was presented by Ray Mabus, the Secretary of the Navy. I can't Absolutely. Yes. yes, that's correct. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly who, but I think it was um, Stephen Kane and, and Jocko, and I think Eric who went to receive it. That's a tremendous honor. Yeah, Travis Travis Van Winkler was there for that okay. uh, screening. They screened the first two episodes for members of the of the naval forces in Washington mm-hmm. D.C. and Ray Mabus came on board and surprised them with with the award. Wow. I have never heard yeah. of, of any television show being that decorated and honored. Me neither. I, and it's, it's one of those things, it's like you talk to a lawyer and he'll say, I never watch lawyer shows or law shows. You t- talk to a cop and you'll say, you'll say, I never watch police shows. You know, they always get it wrong. You know, you talk to a, a, a service veteran or anyone who had, who, who had family in the service or, or had, has been associated with that type of lifestyle can watch this show and say, these people consistently get it right. The producers and the writers get it right, and they respect it. And that's, that's an honor to be a part of. I mean, it just amazes me. And I think last night I even tweeted out that I will put the storytelling and the writing of this show up against any show on TV or any film out there. It is that strong. It is that good. And it is that phenomenal an experience with the last ship. Do you guys have any idea now? Are, Al, will you be back for season four, or don't you know, or can't you say? Because, you know, I, Castillo's still in a hold somewhere. Right. He, he, he may be, you know, I, I have no idea. And, and, you know, as a testament to Stephen King and Hank Steinberg and, his, and, his, and their amazing group of writers, they keep their stories very close to the heart. I mean, there were many things that happened throughout the season that caught me completely by surprise because some of the information I wasn't privy to until, you know, the episode was upon us. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hope I have my fingers crossed because I would certainly love to be uh, involved in some way, shape, or form. But but who's to say? Uh, Stephen Kane and his group of writers only know. Do you have any clues, Emerson? Um, let me start by saying that I, they should definitely bring back Al's character 
because I thought he, of all the regional leaders, I, his storyline was exciting. His his attitude, his the whole demeanor of his character was just great to watch. I'd love for him to come back and, and a snappy in some dresser. capacity. Uh, and a an excellent dresser. I remember when he he got out of his uh, SUV limo or whatever right there when he was having his conversation with Chandler and stuff. I'm like, wow, wardrobe really did a great job with that suit. <laughs> I know I was supposed to be thinking, oh no, he's about to you know get you know taken or something. I was just thinking, man, that is a well cut jacket. And see, yeah, yeah, was- <laughs> Al, you know, I actually I tweeted to you about how well that jacket was tailored. And see, Emerson saw the same thing. Yeah. Everybody noticed that usually you don't want something to take you out of the story, but Al and his good looks and, and, and fancy dress just, just ripped me out of the story. And I was thinking, man, this guy's doing a fashion show right now. So. Well, you know, the, the wardrobe department spared no expense, let me just say that. And they dressed me in some really, really fine threads. I, I, yeah. I'm thankful for that. They made me look good on screen for sure. And I, and I and I a word on the street is they're still looking for you to try to get that suit back that you ran off with. So. Oh. <laughs> well, now that we've established, we both want to see you know Castillo come back and Al reprise the character. Mm-hmm. What about what what about you, Emerson? Um, I don't I don't know. I um, you know, like Al said, they they keep their cards really close to their vest and for good reason. You know, we like the want to make sure there's a lot of secrecy, and and when stuff does happen on the show, there are no spoilers, and the audience is surprised. Um, I haven't heard anything as of yet, but it's early in the process. You know, they just got picked up on for an unprecedented two seasons. I mean, there's there's no show on television that get get that gets picked up for two seasons no. in a row. I mean, even. The, the most highly rated Emmy winning shows still they take it year by yeah. year, so that huge vote of confidence. So they're probably all still from a producing standpoint getting their ducks in a row trying to figure out you know the best storyline. I know they're in their writing now. Um, I know that working that, hard already. I know Stephen Kane said last night at the end of the Twitter thon for the East Coast viewing that uh, take, taking the show taking the last ship around the globe. So that leaves it wide open for where this is. And I think you and I spoke about that, Debbie, in our first interview, is that what they have to pull from is so, so grand because we're talking a global scale here. So there are many storylines and many, many uh, routes that that ship can take around the globe. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. Yeah. Same here. But... And I, and, I, and I have to say, I have to say, Emerson impressed the heck out of me in his portrayal as a naval officer. He was very impressive and very, you know, he would definitely be somebody that I would follow if, if I had a commanding officer with that type of presence. So I, I really my, tip my hat off to Emerson for his portrayal. I mean, well, I, thank you, sir. I mean, you had me shake, shaking in my shoes, Emerson. Seriously, you you were you were so commanding, and in the face-off with Eric Danes Chandler, your confrontations were absolutely phenomenal. I I I agree. They filmed that so well and edited. They edited it so well when Eric's or uh, when when Chandler said to Malin. When this is all done, I'll be judged by a higher power than you. That whole face-off after his speech, I actually rooted 
for it for Chandler. I'm like, ooh, he showed that mailing guy. <laughs> Boom. Uh, so they did a fantastic job with that. So any, anything I was able to do was a direct result of initially the, the writing and finally the, the masterful editing to put it all together. I mean, on, on every level, the technical polish on this show, the production values is, is, is off the charts. Off mm-hmm. the charts. And it's not often that any actor gets a chance to be involved in a show of this caliber. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's mind-boggling when I got a chance to walk through the sound stages and see what they built as far as, you know, the, the bridge of the ship and, and the corridors and, and the quarters. If I would have been blindfolded and taken into the middle of that set, I would have seriously thought that I was on board a real naval vessel. And there you were, right out my back door. <laughs> yes, Culver Studios. I just, I, I, ha- I have to admit, guys, I was chuckling last night as, um, you know, we're, as Vulture's heading for uh, the White House. And yes, I know that, I know that lattice fence so well. I know that yeah. portico <laughs> porch so well. Oh, I was just in that elevator two weeks ago. So, yeah, I get a kick out of that because I know immediately where you are when you're filming that stuff. Right. A little bit of Hollywood history is that building that they use as the St. Louis Lighthouse is also the farm, uh, the mansion that was used in Gone with the Wind. Well, that is also, oh. that's the David O. Selznick's, that was David O. Selznick's old studio. Uh, and in, you can look at any David O. Selznick picture and that side view opening title always has that image, and it's that very building that you guys were have been in. Yeah. It, it is a cherished, cherished piece of Hollywood history and Culver City's history. I learned something new today. Thanks, guys. You know, I, I, we're just here to fill your brains with trivial bits of I information, and so now that so now the show is still on hiatus. You don't know what's what's happening with the last ship. So, what are each of you working on? I know Al, you're on set today. I am actually, and it's funny. I'm shooting an industrial for Lockheed Martin today, so it's funny that Emerson brought that up. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Oh, wow, my old employer. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I'm currently doing, um, and I just shot an episode of the ABC series Notorious, um, and just uh, excited to. I just finished up also uh, filming the upcoming Wolverine sequel. I was out in New Mexico working with Hugh Jackman for a few weeks, and uh, and recently wrapped on that. And not just working with them, but also getting up at five o'clock in the morning and working out with them. Yeah, yeah, I got to work out with Hugh Jackman a few a few mornings, early mornings. You yeah, worked out with Hugh? What is that routine like? <laughs> that man is a beast. Um, I, I, he's got strength. I don't know where he gets it from, but he does the most impressive set of pull-ups, five counts up, five counts down, and puts out about 15 reps where I was only wow. getting out like three, maybe four reps. It was It was incredible. Wow. Oh my! And then you're also in a few episodes of Secret and Lies that's uh, premiering on ABC too. Yes, I have a, a, a two or two episode arc on uh, on this coming season of Secrets and Lies, and it was something that I actually shot long before the last ship. But for some reason, that the the release of the new season has has been pushed back some some time. 
Well, that's because, you know, nobody wants to go up against the last ship in programming anymore. <laughs> Can't blame them. That's, that's right. wise. <laughs> so what are, you, what are you up to, Emerson? What are you working on? Um, well, the last few weeks I've been working on my tan and, and uh, my wine knowledge by uh, copious consumption up in wine country. Oh, good. Uh, but I take, off to, I take off to Atlanta on uh, tomorrow or the day after to start shooting a new series, which I don't know if I can say the name. So well, I'm going to start shooting a, a brand new series for CBS uh, this week. Oh, very. now is it is yep. it pilot or has it already been picked up? It's already been picked up. Okay. It's um, it's going to be. What's the best way to put it? Those of us who who cut our teeth during the eighties are going to be a huge fan of the show. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, Al knows what this is. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. Emerson and I are pals, and we, we yeah. keep each other updated as to what each of us may be working on. Oh my yeah. god, he's, he's been over to the house a few times. Yes, well, also I, to consume, also to consume wine. Yeah. So, so now, now you know this is this is very important here for some of our listeners who I know are listening right now, and I and I know of their copious wine consumption also. Any wine recommendations, Emerson, that you learned on this recent excursion? Oh, man. Uh, Wine is my hobby, in a way, which is pretty much the best hobby you can have, in my opinion. Um, I would say Central Coast, like um, Santa Barbara area, um, Pinot Noirs right now are an absolute fantastic value for what you get they're they're fruit forward they're balanced they're flavorful and you can get them at an excellent price point all over the country i highly recommend it well there we have it straight there from, you go straight from captain malin himself yes <laughs> oh my god well i know al you have to get back on set I do, yes. You do. They I actually they, they, they were so gracious in granting me the time to step away for the for the interview and I'm so glad that they did. Oh, I am so glad too. I can't thank you guys enough. I hope both of you will come back on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I'm gonna hound you to death to do it again, Al. You know that. <laughs> and by and the- I wanna thank all the fans. I mean the fans I, I, I did not realize how big of a fan base the show has, but it's pretty huge. I have to say that that's been, for me as well, very surprising. And one of the, what's the best way to put it? It has added so much to just watching the episodes for me. The fans are so interactive and so great to interact with and so positive and so supportive that I miss seeing sometimes because I'm sitting there interacting with fans. And, and, and that's something I've really never done before because, I don't know. I've, I've never seen a fan base that's, that's been so personally attached to this show like this. So that's been an absolute pre- pleasure. Well, I'm sure it will continue through the next two seasons and only grow. And all I can say to Stephen Kane is, bring both of these men back. <laughs> I want you both for the next two seasons. Oh, that, would that, would, that would be fun. Oh, guys, <laughs> thank you so, so much. This has been the best surprise ever, Al. The best surprise. Oh, you're very welcomed. You're very welcomed. 
and thank you to Emerson for agreeing to join me. Oh, my I, pleasure, man. That was my so pleasure. nice. Thanks, guys, so much. And I'll talk to you awesome. soon. Talk All to right. You. Have a good one. You too. All bye right, bye. Emerson. All right. Bye bye. And that was Al Coronel of The Last Ship and my surprise of Emerson Brooks of The Last Ship. Amazing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I can't thank these guys enough. Um, we're going to take a, I think we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will have Tara Carcian and, and the lovely Ms. Grano with us. So, stay tuned. We'll be back after this. At highway speeds, the average text takes your eyes off the road for about five seconds. That's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Stop texts. StopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Behind the Lens. I'm Debbie Elias, and joining us right now are those fabulous, fabulous geniuses, Andrea Grano and Ms. Tara Carcian. Oh, wow. See? Already more respect for Tara Carcian. Well, she's on my payroll now. Oh, <laughs> hey, I will go on anybody's payroll. That's what we've heard, lady. We'll talk after the interview, Debbie, and we'll talk after for well, sure. Well, hi. Hell, <laughs> I am so thrilled to have you guys back. I mean, you got, you got something to follow up here after the boys from the last ship. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, my God. Thank you. I, I hope they did a really good lead-in for us, did they? They, they <laughs> apparently did, and Brian was just telling me during the commercial that the Twitter feed was blowing up. Of listen, with live, that's, with that's live a lot listeners. Of pressure. Well, if any, if any two two women can handle it, I know the two of you can. <laughs> I love her. I love her. Uh, we love you. I have every confidence. You, you know, shouldn't. Okay, fine. I won't. I, I won't. But but you know, now I don't know, Tara. If if Andrea told you, but I pointed out to her because she had mentioned, okay, maybe we'll get Jeffrey Vincent Priest back on, which would have been. Oh, my God, General Hospital fans, Last Ship fans, BFF fans, I don't know if Twitter could have handled it. We could have taken it down. <laughs> we, would have, we would have broken the Internet. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, Jeffrey is off working, and, you know, I really think it's gotten to the point he needs to finance your next project. I mean, <laughs> General Hospital, they kill him off. They bring him back as a ghost. Now they give him a new character who's the twin brother of the dead guy he played. Right. And, I mean, yeah, not only does he need to bankroll the next movie, he needs to bankroll the next two movies, and I need a new car. So, uh, Mr. Priest... I think, needs to, too, that he should play three roles in the movie. He should play a bad guy, a ghost, and a good guy, all in one. Well, you know, and, and we know that he can do this because we're seeing him do this. It's so great. I'm so happy for him. When, I remember him talking about when, you know, he finally got killed off and then he came back as the ghost he was tickled pink <laughs> now he's back as the twin it's fantastic and of course yeah. this is a good one he's a doctor so you know jeffrey you know jeffrey's mother should be really 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 happy uh we start i feel like he owes uh bfs to thank you for that then because we sort of pioneered jeffrey as the good guy like right? i like I, I said finance your film come on <laughs> you know there you go 
I agree. Okay. I'm so glad that we have that. I hope he's listening. Sure. <laughs> did you get a thank you from Jeffrey? Did you get flowers or anything? I got nothing I have not from yet. Jeffrey. We, well, Awkward. did did anybody else? Did Dan or anyone else send you flowers after? Nothing. <laughs> You're right. We're the gateway to success. All our actors are doing so great. Molly Molly Hagen is in the new movie Sully. We expect flowers from her any day, right, Tara? Um, Jenny O'Hara is kicking butt. Jenny oh, O'Hara is being brilliant on Transparent and and the Mindy Project. And what, yet, none of these people are coming back and thanking us. Uh, wow. I'm really glad that we brought this up because I was holding on to a lot of anger about this. You know, <laughs> and, and that is why I am here for you always. That is why you are the most wonderful woman in the entire world. That's true. Um, well, I'm, I'm happy that all of our actors are doing so well. Yeah, well, well, they're doing so well because of this little film called BFFs. Yes, that is exactly it. it Thank just, you for knowing that. It, it just... It just <laughs> put them all on the map on the map i mean you might have heard of some of them before but really you know what i mean <laughs> until bff's had you really you know, no you know. no it's it's that they were very <laughs> lucky to get cast in our movie um, uh, you know for people that people for people that listeners that weren't here for our first go round a couple months ago fill them in on what bff's is besides the obvious Bet, you know what a BFF is. BFFs is a movie about uh, two best friends who want to go on a vacation, so they pretend to be lovers, played by Tara Carsian and myself. Ms. And Tara Carsian? Oh, thank you. Ms. Tara Carsian. Tara's working a lot, too, so we have to refer to her now as Ms. Tara Carsian. It's very irritating. Um, Ms. Tara Carsian and I play these best friends, um, and we go on a couple's retreats as with Jeffrey Vincent Brees, uh, Jenny O'Hara, Richard Mall, Larissa Olinick, whose name I always butcher, um, Sean Marr. It's it's a really. You watched it, Debbie Lynn. You said it was funny. We're going to say I it's think, funny. I think it's hilarious. And to watch the pairing of the couples, you've got Larissa and Jeffrey paired up as a couple. You've got Dan Gauthier and Molly paired up as a couple. Mm-hmm. You've got Richard and Jenny paired up, which I still think is one of the most brilliant pairings in the film. And then Russell Sams and Sean Mayer. Yeah. And yes, that's right. That's right. And then our. Um, our lovely, uh, I guess, director of the retreat is a woman named Sigrid Thornton, who's a huge star in Australia. She's so lovely. She's sort of like, like what is she? Like they're Glenn Close, right, Tara? She's a huge star over there. Um, she is, and she's actually doing um, she's doing a TV show over there right now called Wetworth, which is huge, and it's also huge in the United States. But, but oh, my uh, gosh, we're the gateway for her, too. Yeah. But now my, my question is, if you got the, the Glenn Close from Down Under, why didn't Glenn Close of America take the part? You know? Well, you know what? She wanted to, but we wanted to have a, a, a an accent. We wanted a flair. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so we just, we kind of, and like, we, we don't feel that enough punk. Australian actors work over here, so we, we, <laughs> we really wanted to, to start that trend, too. Well, you know, and The Last Ship does that also with Bren uh-huh. Foster, one of the most popular characters. He's the yep. hot hunk. Okay. Yes, he is. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> yes, yes he, he is. is. But you know, there's also another uh, this oh some name of some actress that's in BFFs. You know, kids everywhere might know this woman, Pat Carroll. Uh, <laughs> oh, How would they know you. her? How would they know her, Debbie Lynn? <gasps> Voicing Ursula in Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Very true. How cool is that? 
That's so cool. Your mo- I, your mother, Tara, is Ursula in The Little Mermaid. That is true, but not Ursula in real life. Um, <laughs> no, but you know that that she she said once. I think the the week that she got The Little Mermaid, I said. Oh, where are you going? And she said, Oh, I'm I'm going to do this voiceover for this Disney movie. And she had always wanted to do a Disney movie. And I said, Oh, what is it? And she told me. And I said, Wouldn't it be funny if that's the thing you were remembered for? And sure enough, it became Little Mermaid. And I, I mean, I remember going to see the premiere of it down at Disney World and being blown away because I think it that was like the first return to that was like the the beginning of the second golden age of, of Disney cartoons. Yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. You know, because oh, then cool. you got Beauty you had and to the see Beast. the premiere. Of course you did. How fun. Yeah, it was it was amazing. But it it was so yeah, she yeah, I think it's a it's a pretty cool gig. No, Chris, I uh, for me, I will always remember your mother for Cinderella. Yes. Yes, I am yeah. There's that, a whole there's that, a whole generation that that yes, remembers that. And that's still my favorite version. Really? That oh, is... I'm going to tell, tell her that. She'll love that because a lot of people really loved the, the Julie Andrews one. No, that is my favorite version with Leslie Ann Warren with, of course, Stuart Damon, who uh-huh. General Hospital. That's right. Um, <laughs> Back to Jeep. You know, Ginger Rogers. <laughs> I mean, that to me is, that is my all-time favorite Cinderella. Yeah, well, I have to see it. I've never seen it. Now I feel bad. Excuse us. This is I'm, why. I know. This is why Tara is called Ms. Carson. <laughs> Andrea. I know you're right. Andrea and Ms. Carson. That's bad. Um, I have a. I have a DVD of it, Andrea. I'll give it to you. Oh my gosh! See, there's perks to being Ms. Carson's friend. There see? really is. But you know, one this of the is about the only one. One of the great perks about you two being friends is that you have this incredible. You both, this incredible sense of comedic timing, and you're able to structure it into a story, into a film that is, it has moments of poignancy, moments of lust, and lots of moments of absolute hilarity. And it all fits. Thank you. That's so nice. Thank you. (sighs) Well, you know, Tara, um, I have Tara to thank for the comedy thing, because I've always sort of been more attracted to drama and I said oh you're the comedian I'm the you know but I think together it's the relationship relationships are funny to me I don't I'm when I watch a movie dynamics are funny to me so I love that we were able to hopefully bring that on camera together our friendship which on camera I think works in person it's very uncomfortable for people right <laughs> <It's very uncomfortable. laughs> the way we tease each other people get we were in the elevator on uh, Friday night going to dinner and I, I made one of our like a BFF joke to her in the elevator and a woman in the elevator went mm-mm she was very upset with me <laughs> she was very upset with me I had to explain the whole thing I'd say oh no we oh forget it uh, well I can I can, years ago at my one brother's wedding you know somebody actually came up to my dad and it's like me and my siblings, it's like sniping, snarky, you know, insulting, always had, always has been. And this is how we were talking to each other at the wedding. And some guest goes up to my dad, to our dad, and says, you know, is something wrong? You know, what, what's going on with them? You know, this is, this is not normal. He goes, oh, no, if this was not happening, I'd really be worried. Uh-huh. See? <laughs> but it must come from one of your parents. I think is your dad funny? I, 
I think friendships and family, uh, family dynamics and stuff like that, to me, there is no clearer... I, I, it's so obvious to me when a family truly loves each other by how abusive they are, you know, <laughs> and being able to joke and laugh about that. I don't think, I think the greatest gift my parents gave my family was the ability to laugh at anything, even things that are inappropriate. But, that's true. You know, I, and I think that's very true of Andrea. Andrea and I have a very kind of sisterly relationship because we can be so abusive to each other and it's done in total love 90% of the time. Yeah, 87. You know, you're right. Unlike me and my sister and, you know, I'm looking for a hitman on the cheap. So, you know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you're sisters. And Tara and I say this all the time. There's no one who you can fight with like your sister. Isn't that true? Oh. It's like brawling. It's crazy. You know, but, and that's what's so cool about BFFs and the characters you create because the dynamics that you have going on between people, you know, it's like Dan Gauthier and Molly Hagen as David and Rebecca are so, (laughs) are so vitriolic and you sit there mortified, but it's funny. (laughs) It is funny, but it's heartbreaking at the same time. And I think that speaks to the brilliance of the two actors because watching that I think to this day that's probably one of my favorite moments in the movie is those two because we've all seen couples like that the, we sometimes we've been couples like that you know but the, there is they're, they're so brilliant in that scene and totally believable as a couple mm-hmm. that's yeah. not, even the two of you are believable as a couple yeah I think that was part of the casting thing. I will be honest with you, as we looked at, we had so many brilliant actors come in to read, but we, we were really careful about matching people. Mm-hmm. Who would you believe as a couple? You can have two great actors, and you go, I would not buy them, you know, ever. And we've all seen that. We have all seen that on screen. We've had a well, doubt. and as far as the believability of, of Tara and I as a couple, we do get asked in life. So what's the deal? What's the deal? With we just got asked about. <laughs> we're, we're just going to start telling people love at first sight. I think that right. Let's just start love at first sight. So come on, it's it's just us. So what's the deal? You know, spill what what's, what's the deal? deal? You can't possibly just be friends this long. Why not? I'm just going to start calling her my little lady. How's that, Andrea? Do you like that? No, Do I still have to call you Ms. Garthian? That's awkward for an Well, whatever. <laughs> I'm weird in relationships. I like to That's respect. That's true. Oh, yeah. sorry. Now, how, my inside voice. You know, I was moderating at the WGA last night and, of course, trying to direct questioning to, you know, writing instead of Edgar Ramirez and Robert De Niro. Oh, my gosh. How fun. Wow. Well, they weren't there. I had Jonathan uh, Jakubowicz, the writer-director of Hands of Stone. But, you know, it's writers at the WGA and the whole idea was, you know, to ask questions about writing because this is like the kickoff for, you know, awards season Mm -hmm. and and possible writing. No, the the writers there wanted to know, so how do you get Robert De Niro to do your film? Oh, my God. How do you get Edgar Ramirez to do your film? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you write a great script. Isn't that where you start? <laughs> See, and that's, you know, that's what I love with your film is that the script is so solid. The script is good that you probably could have gone and gotten a Robert De Niro if you wanted. Well, and if you had the money. 
if we had the money, there's the key. You know, I will say in the casting process, some people came in. One was an Emmy winner. One was a guy I'd watched literally on my soap since I was a kid. I was so overwhelmed by the response to our script. I don't think Karen and I knew how hungry actors were for for comedies that were grounded, and, and, and I, I'm just going to say, it, I think, well, you know, pretty well written. We didn't realize it at the time, but we heard enough feedback that it was well written. Um, it was really humbling how many people came in. We stuck to our original plan, which was chemistry and people matching up, and so we didn't end up using those two particular actors I'm talking about, but wow, was it hard not to, because how amazing that they even came in. <laughs> Everyone came in and said, we don't normally do films with this budget, but, you know, so. Look, let's face it. Nobody normally does films of this budget. No, <laughs> that's true. Who no, would? they don't. They don't, and that's why I think we were as shocked as, uh, quite honestly, the casting directors that people were <laughs> coming in, and it's people were actually yeah. reading for us. That's these people are usually offer only, or you know, you do a direct offer to them. And I think it was it was an incredible experience because we also learned a tremendous amount of just watching people say our words and and make these choices that we would have never thought of. You know, now, yeah. now let me ask you, because you've got, you have the words on the page, you have your people come in and read, you cast, you find the chemistry, but then do you stick with the words of the page or do you tweak things to fit the chemistry of your couplings? We only had to tweak J.K. Jonah, played by Russell uh, Sams and Sean Maher, because in our script, the dynamic was a big age difference. And because we cast those two, the age difference wasn't significant enough to keep keep some of those lines, so we changed that dynamic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, no, right, Tara? I mean, we didn't have yeah, to change I, much we're, at all. we're confused, but I think it's between three and five lines that are actually improv in the movie. Other than yeah. that, the actors, and which is a rarity. And we would even say to people, if you want to, if you want to just you know, try something, but they all stuck to the script, which was was lovely. And mm-hmm. and I think, you know, because we were on a, a time crunch and blah, 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 it, it made it, I think, much easier. Um, but it was also, uh, it was great. And it was lovely that they didn't want to kind of improv and do stuff like that. Well, what about the two of you in your roles? Were you inclined mm-hmm. to want to improv or was the script no. so ingrained in your in your brains? We did not actually neither. <laughs> we, we did not want to improv, but we also would be memorizing on our way to set. I, there's, I think there's this thought, like, if you write it, you know it. No, by the time we got to shooting, we looked at each other and we're like, we need to act tomorrow. It was scary. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, while you're acting, you're also on set with the other actors, and you are the writers of this film. So if if there's something happening on the fly... You need to be able to get out of character and go put your writer hat, hats on, correct? Yeah, it was more yes. the producer hat, right, Tara, that we'd have to put on. Yeah. So, so you've got actor hats, you've got producer hats, you've got writer hats. Mm-hmm. Well, because most did you, did you at least have pretty ones? Very cute. Okay. Super cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think because the actors did speak stick to the script, we didn't really. <laughs> there was there was one scene where Andrew was literally rewriting it ten minutes before we um, we shot it, oh, God. which made me a little nervous. Um, me but, too. Uh, would you say you? I said me too. <laughs> oh, yeah, you too. too. 
but um, no, for the most part, I don't think we had, we, we really, the only things we were doing in our off time was, was the producing stuff. No, we didn't, we, we left our pretty writer hats at home, didn't we? Yeah, we really did. No one had a lot of, like, issues with the script. We never even did a read-through with this bunch. They just showed up ready to go. It's pretty, we had done read-throughs with, uh, like, actor friends, but not with mm-hmm. this group, and we made most of our tweaks before the shoot, so... Yeah, we didn't have any actory like questions about the script, which was kind of nice, right? Tara? No one came up. They're like, "What's the meaning here? Uh-huh. Can we change it?" Yeah, producing. Uh-huh. However, that was another. Yes. That was another story. Well, so yeah. t- talk to me about producing a, a <laughs> low budget, no budget with a semi large ensemble cast. <sighs> Tara's very popular, so luckily we had some volunteers. Tara, do you want to talk about our awesome volunteers? We had uh, we had an incredible group. It wasn't just me, Andrea. It was our director, Andy, and and True. you. And a lot of people came forward and said, "Whatever you need, if you need us to PA or if you need us to whatever you need, we'll we'll do it." Um, our crew, for the most part, our crew was absolutely incredible. And Andrea likes to point out that the last time that we spoke to you, I said um, I didn't know if we could swear on your show, <laughs> so I made an idiot out of myself by saying we had a no. A hole policy. <laughs> um, no, you said no blank hole. Is that whatever, whatever. You're, oh my god. Anyway, we had a very strict no asshole policy. There. Are you happy? Are you happy, lady? Um, What's a blank hole. Blank. Hole. A blank hole. Um, but no, we, we, that was the the people who came forward. I, I say this every single time. Whenever we were at a festival and we would be watching the credits roll by, we. I think. Andrea and I both had the exact same reaction, which is you are completely humbled as to all of the people that gave time. And, you know, we did an Indiegogo campaign, so money. Uh, but, but the time that people and the, the fact that they would work for free and they kept coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people go, yeah, I'll help you out for a day. But these people would come back day after day after day because I, I think we were hopefully treating them well. Well, and it was a fun set. It was a very rare fun set for that budget. A lot of times you do something at that budget, and they ran, ran out of water, and everyone's really stressed because they're trying to make their schedule. I don't know why. It was this, this shoot was blessed. We were very, very lucky. Well, it all st- every production starts with the script, and you guys started with a good script. Good people will come to good material. Mm-hmm. Well, we uh, we were we were super super lucky, and we're grateful to every person, not only the actors, but everybody who worked behind the camera too. But most yeah. of all, we're grateful to you, you Debbie Lib, for just <laughs> and for producing our next one. I re-listened to our interview. <laughs> you said it. I said it. BFF two, starring Tara as the love interest of JVP. <laughs> That's right. And Honey, Eric we can't Blackley get him now. He's so busy working and doing we general health. We anymore. can't get him. Disgusting. I know. <sighs> well, then he's then he's going to have to finance three films. If he can't show up, then he has to finance three films. I oh, love the way she thinks. She's like, you're the best producer we've ever had. Much better than Karen Definitely on board. Definitely. No, it, it's I think like... JVP would do another movie with us for sure. I think That's he would. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you think he would? He definitely would. Trust he would. Me. He loves us. Especially, well, he loves Andrea more than he loves me, uh, but he loves us. As well he should, because you started him on his path. That's right. Yeah, he should thank us when he wins his daytime Emmy or whatever he's going to get. Yeah. Yep. 
you know, guest starring, yeah, something. You know that's down the pike for him somewhere. Yeah, I know. You know, out, I know. out of your whole out of your whole cast. I mean, Molly's very established. You know, Richard Richard's, you know, at the tail end of established. <laughs> Jenny is all <laughs> Jenny's always working. Uh-huh. She's always working. Yeah. But you know, Jeffrey's the real possibility for future award consideration somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Um, what about Andrea and I? Well, wow. you t- it goes without saying. Oh, okay. oh okay. That was okay. super awkward. That goes <laughs> without saying. Yeah, that, that hurt for about, like about a minute. That was hurting me. I mean, I was playing nice. But. Well, now let me on the festival circuit. Did you win anything on the festival circuit? We did. Yeah, the movie won a bunch. It'll put See. One, yeah, yeah. We, we split up <laughs> She's like, and that's what you got, and that's all you'll ever get. So enjoy that ride. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I will. I'm going to have to create a behind the lens best guest award just for you guys. Apparently, <laughs> and you she'll need give to it win to something JVP. now. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> she's going to call us and be like, "Sorry, you were runners up. We created the award for you, but you didn't win it. That's going to be very sad." Um, well. Yeah, I mean, listen, Tara's working up a storm. Actually, we're all working up a storm. It's been great. It's been really great. So what are you, before we talk about what you guys are doing, let's talk about how everybody, they're hearing all the hilarity about this, about BFFs. Where can they find it? Where can they see it? They're hearing why they should. Oh, why they have to see it. Hello. Um, Sorry. We are available. Here's the good news. We just started on DirecTV and Dish. Uh, we're on iTunes, Amazon. Uh, Andrea, what am I forgetting? Time Warner, Cox, uh, Comcast. We're basically on all the on-demands. We're on iTunes and Amazon. Hopefully, uh, we'll be there for the, for the next few months before we move on to you know other other platforms. So it would be lovely if people rented it. It's hard to get a small movie out there. So. And I'm, sh- and I'm sure on Time Warner or something it's probably like three ninety nine or four ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, is and, that- and if they get if they get confused as to where they can go on bffthemovie.com, and all of the information is there on our website. Well, aren't you just so helpful? I, that's <laughs> what we try and do. You know, and I have. I, ha- I have to tell Miss Carcian, the helpful one here, that that little that little you know teaser teaser picture thing you did for your appearance on the show today. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I just love that. I'm so glad, and I will tell you that I said to Andrea because she treats me like her assistant. Sometimes she's like, "Yeah, yeah, can you put up something about uh, about the show on Monday?" She treats me like her assistant, so I feel very blessed. Thank you for acknowledging my hard work. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm in love with that. I'm actually going to pull that, send it to my editor, so when she does the video, I'm going to make her put it in the video. Oh my god, oh, I love that so much. Hey, Tara, I told you you're just really good at social media. That's why I wish you would do oh, more. Oh, it's a different story now that we're on the air, isn't it, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the two of you are keeping yourselves busy. So, what are, what are you keeping yourselves busy doing besides going to dinner and having glasses of wine on a Friday night? Oh, see, she remembers. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Andrea, do you want me? Do you want to uh, please tell everybody what you've been doing, and please mention uh, your upcoming movie with Sean? Oh, Sean Meyer and I did a movie together called People You May Know, which is just hitting the festival circuit now. Okay, it's going to be at the Palm Springs Film Festival and uh, Reeling in Chicago. 
Um, and I believe you're you're coming out on VOD in September, correct? Jesus. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> Why do you know that and I don't? <laughs> I'm Why? a better producer. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm going to find out. I'm looking it up right now. Go, go, keep talking well, how about did they what do you're it doing. How do so fast? It took us forever. We're slow pokes. Um, Tara makes a cameo in the movie. She's in, and Miss Tara Carson in the movie. Um, and I've just done, I've been working on some TV shows. I got to work on Shameless, which was fun, and uh, NCIS, which I loved. So it's just been fun. It's been great. And t- Ms. Carson, what are you working mm. on? I have been doing, uh, I've been recurring on a new show, which will be on CBS, a mid-season replacement called Doubt, with uh, Catherine Heigl and uh, Elliot Gould and Dulé Hill and Laverne Cox, and it's a great show. So um, that's what I've been doing, and then I've, what else do I have? That movie... I've got a show, uh, a show that starts in December called Shut Eye on Hulu that I do a couple of episodes on, which is a mm-hmm. terrific show. And um, the Comedy Central show that I've been doing for the last three years, we're doing our last season, which is only three episodes, and that's called Review. Oh, and Wind, uh, and Wind, and Wind River by Taylor Sheridan, which is my favorite gig of hers. She could care less. I'm more excited about it than her. And Wind, Ri- Wind River? Let's hear. Yeah, with Jeremy Renner, Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. Part of Taylor Sheridan's. Oh, what did I say? Yeah, you, well, you, you, said, it right. you <laughs> said it right. You said Elizabeth it right. Elizabeth Olsen. Oh. I have no idea. Uh, all I know is that the the, the Weinstein Company brought, bought it, so it should be out fairly soon, I guess. Well, and if the Weinstein Company bought it, that's absolutely fabulous. Because then, if they're doing theatrical, I know that I'll get to go to a press screening, and then I'll get See? to, do, and then I'll get to do more interviews with you on it. Oh, oh my God! So I love. No, I'm actually. I, I have one quick scene of of being super mean to Elizabeth Olsen, um, who is a delight, <laughs> by the way. She, she is, is charming. Just a delightful girl. And yes, Andrea, I just looked it up. People you may know is out on DVD and VOD <laughs> on September 27th. <laughs> Exciting! I did not. I did not know that. Now, listen, this is the place to come to learn new and interesting things about your own life, about <laughs> your own career. Uh, Absolutely, thank you, Debbie Lynn, for telling me about my own life because I didn't know this. I, I love it. I, I try. I just serve as the lead-in. You know, is it wrong that I just want to have like like lunch with you and Tara someday? No, it's not wrong. We can record it and play it after. Anytime. We could turn it into our own little podcast, which would just scare the bejeebus out of people, probably. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can say things like blank hole. Listen, blank hole. Uh That's what we're calling it, the blank hole. And (laughs) Brian just gave us the the cue. We're out of time. Oh, Uh, Brian, you ruin everything. uh Uh-oh, he's in there grinning. He's, All right. He's, we love Brian, <laughs> but we love you more. Thank oh, you I love you guys. Come on again. Anytime. You know that. Anytime. Open door for you guys. All right. Thanks you're a good woman. And BFFs, BFFsthemovie.com. They can get all the information there. Fabulous. And I will talk to both of you soon. Thank Thanks, you. Everybody. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. And that is all the time we have today. I mean, huge thanks to Andrea Grano, Tara Carcian, BFFs, Al Coronel, and Emerson Brooks of The Last Ship. I'm just going to go lay down and, and die right now. Fabulous. We'll be back next week with more.
incredible guest. Until then, I'm Debbie Elias. This is Behind the Lens. Mm-hmm.